grab your coffee. It's time for an episode of Chit Chat with the Queer and Creative. I'm your host, Melissa Da Silva. Hello, Chit Chatters. I hope all of you are well. If you want real transformation to happen in the next 30 days, head over to my website, melissadasilva.com, and download the free PDF that I created, Transformation Journal for the Queer and Creative. Now, we are in a weird time in history. We are almost a year into this pandemic, and most of our lives and connections have changed, and we've all really had to adjust to this world of being online. And my guest today has also been able to do that as a way to continue to connect with other queer individuals. My guest today, Lynn Casper, has created a co-working space that is virtual, and that is how I met them. Now, Casper does a whole bunch of things, also has a podcast that is going on its 10th year, which is really amazing because that's about how long podcasting has been around for. So Casper is just an amazing person. I hope that you enjoy my interview with Casper and also look into that virtual co-working space that we discuss in our interview. Well, hello, Chit Chatters. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Chit Chat with the Queer and Creative. I am so happy to have my guest today. I met this person online, which is where I meet a lot of people nowadays due to the pandemic and just the type of work that we're all doing. And so I met this person online and they have this awesome co-working space. And I'm going to have them talk a little bit more about that. But I want to introduce you to Casper. Casper, thank you for joining me. I am so happy that you're here. I joined your co-working group one time and it was really awesome. I never had experienced that before. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm so glad that we connected and you were able to join. So what made you come up with that idea? Because when I think of co-working, I'm thinking of like a big office building where random people come together and work. Yeah, so I've been, you know, kind of doing freelance and working on my own projects on and off for most of my life. And one of the places that I would usually go and work was coffee shops and cafes. And so even just leading up to the pandemic in March of last year, I was in a coffee shop with a friend and we're kind of like, wait, should we even be in this coffee shop right now? And then once quarantine happened, you know, we were kind of having to be in our apartments by ourselves. And as a podcaster, I'm kind of used to that, you know, working in isolation. But, you know, I was really missing that social aspect. So I just started kind of doing like video hangouts with some of my friends. And at the time I was like, there's gotta be like a virtual co-working thing online somewhere. So I started researching and just kind of looking to see if, maybe those in-person co-working places like you mentioned had anything and I really couldn't find that that much out there. I did find a few things which really helped me kind of on my path and I learned a lot from those um, the people who were doing those spaces but it was mostly like open to the public so it was all kinds of people which was really cool but I was just kind of missing my queer community and you know because when I was at the coffee shops it was mostly like queer coffee shops or a lot of the people who would frequent those coffee shops were queer so I was just missing that aspect and debated in my head like oh well should I start one like specifically just for the LGBT community and so 
I just put it up on Eventbrite to see if people would start showing up. And I just told a few other friends about it. And eventually, you know, word of mouth spread. And now uh, we're offering sessions six days a week. Um, Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, in the beginning, I was doing it twice a week. And then I added another one just because I needed it for my own mm -hmm. accountability and, and structure for the week. Yeah, so this year, we actually just started it this week doing six sessions a week. There's one every day except for Sunday. And really, I guess one of the things that prompted that was I ended up getting a full-time, or not full-time, but a, a job, which is probably going to end up being full-time soon. And the meeting times just conflicted. The meeting times were the exact same time as the focus time sessions that I was offering. Oh. So, <laughs> But, you know, there had been people over the course of doing focus time that were regulars. And so I just, you know, mentioned what was going on and people were like, oh, I'd be interested in hosting a session. So now we have uh, three new moderators that are facilitating sessions. And so that's how we're able to offer more of those sessions and giving it like I wanted to be able to add different times because a lot of people were like, oh, I can't, like that doesn't work with my schedule. So hoping that the new times will be able to give people opportunities to attend. And how many do you say attend each session? It kind of depends. It's pretty small. So I think the most we've had in a session was maybe like eight people. So they usually fluctuate. I would say average is about six people a session. So what is the format for a co-working space? Do we just show up and we're just little boxes like the Brady Bunch or <laughs> what happens there? Yeah, I kind of based it off of some of the other um, virtual co-working sessions that I'd found in my research. So the sessions are two hours long. And in the beginning, everyone just gives like a little introduction. We chat about what we're working on, what our intentions are for that session. And then we go into... Um, two blocks of focus time. So they last between about 45 to 50 minutes, depending on how long uh, we chat in the beginning. And then there's a break in the middle. So we're able to give updates or ask questions, stretch, take a little break. And then we have our second block of focus time. And then we come back together at the end and just share what was good for us, if we were distracted, whatever people want to share. And it's just a great way to, to meet new people and learn about projects that people are doing and also to kind of get that peer support and feedback because a lot of times people have questions and usually there's someone in the room that has an answer for it or knows how mm -hmm. to do something that someone's struggling with. So... Yeah. And you really do feel held accountable too, because if you disappear for 20 minutes, people are going to notice and be like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. So it's always nice to be held accountable of like, I need to sit down for these two hours and do things. And I know when I was there, I got some stuff done. Nice. So it's very, very effective. And I do like how there's different people doing different things. Like I, when I was there, one person was like organizing like their garage or something. Oh, yeah. Was, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> All the Tupperware boxes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's really yeah. interesting. People are working on different things. It's not like your traditional co-working space type of feel. So it's really awesome. 
Yeah, there's definitely been times where I used it to like clean my room or someone used it to fold their laundry. So it's good for getting through those um, boring household chores too. And, and also, you can find that in Everbright, Eventbrite, that's what we call yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's also on my podcast uh, website. So homoground.com slash focus time. Now your podcast, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so my podcast is called Homoground. Um, I started it when I was living in North Carolina about 10 years ago in 2011. And I started it mostly to promote um, my friends' bands and bands that were in the area. Um, So it's a music podcast. We play a lot of music and do interviews with artists. And so I started it mostly because there was a lot of great music coming out of uh, my area and like my friend group. And I just always love sharing music. So I was like one of those nerds in high school that was always making like mixed tapes, mixed CDs, <laughs> and then that evolved to like MP3 playlists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so, you know, after when I first started it, after a couple months, um, I put up a submission form on my website and just started getting submissions from bands from all over that I never heard of about before. And so I've been continuing to get submissions from bands. So I, I've been doing the podcast ever since. 10 years. Now that yeah. is a huge, huge number in the podcast world. That is like from the start of podcasting. You're like one of the pioneers. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. How many episodes do you have now? Uh, we just put out episode 263. So yeah, it's been, since it's been like 10 years, it's definitely, there have been some lulls and some like very, you know, where I've been like working on it really hard and then take breaks. So it hasn't always been like, you know, release an episode every week or anything like that. And I guess that's the the good thing about running an independent podcast is that you can kind of make, up the schedule and the rules as you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm on my third or fourth podcast now. Like, nice. <laughs> it, just, it just keeps evolving, you know, it, it, just like with people, like you evolve through the years and so doesn't the podcast or what the topic is and stuff like that. Definitely. And now it's like, there's so many tools out there that makes it a lot easier to podcast. Back in the day, it was like, oh, like, what kind of microphone do I need? And (laughs) not really knowing what to do. (laughs) Now you can just use your phone, load it up onto a platform and there you go. Where are we going to be seeing you in like five years from now? Are you going to be still doing the podcast, running more focus groups? What are we going to see you doing? I hope so. I hope the podcast is um, still going. Like this is our 10th year. So I don't know. I, I joke around with our, we have a small team of people and I'm like, We're just going to say that we're going to celebrate our birthday like this whole year. (laughs) Yes. Um, So in five years, I would like to, I guess, grow my team, have more people involved with the podcast. It is a lot of work, I'm sure you know, to to do a podcast. And And it costs money too. People don't realize that it does cost money. More money's going out than anything is coming in. (laughs) Exactly. It costs a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. There's a lot of moving pieces because it's like, you're not just recording and putting it out there. Like if you really want to make an impact, like there's all the marketing and designing things and stuff. So it is a lot of work, especially for one person. Yes. Um, 
And I would love to have more people involved, uh, producing episodes, doing interviews with bands that they like, uh, from bands that are in their area. Yeah. And also just offering different things. So maybe not Homo Ground just being specifically a podcast, but maybe a larger thing where the podcast is just one component. So we've mm. been doing more uh, virtual events and we used to do live shows in the past, but live shows are a lot of energy, yeah. <laughs> um, but virtual events are a little bit easier to handle. And so, now do you only interview bands or do you interview like solo artists, people who just, I don't know, play the banjo? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting that you asked because um, a lot of the interviews are just with like one person. I think there was one interview we did where it was uh, two people from the band. But most of them, it's just been like one person, either they're a solo performer or they have a backing band, but we only interviewed the one person. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so doing different types of interviews, I would really like to you know, really take advantage of the technology we have. And um, I really like what you're doing with this this interview being over Zoom and having that face-to-face -face connection, um, yes. which is something that we haven't really done that much. Oh, of. no. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I have to have the face connection because otherwise I drift off to somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> So yeah, just trying to like figure out how to do live streams and stuff. Granted, I don't know how long, you know, everyone's going to be doing virtual things with COVID and if the vaccine is more available. But honestly, I've really been enjoying living life online. Um, and so Me too. I, I think like a lot of jobs now too are moving to become remote. And I know a lot of my friends who worked for companies um, like their policies now are that they don't have to go back to the office even when it's time to go back to the office, like they have an option. And so I think that's really cool. That just gives people that freedom to be able to live where they want and kind of mm -hmm. travel if they want to and see other places. So, you know, and that's how I've ended up here in Puerto Rico because now oh, yeah, I that's can, right. Yeah, I can take my business here now because everything is so virtual. I mean, it really has opened up the world for so that's many people. true. And you were in um, Rhode Island before? Yes, cold Rhode uh. Island. <laughs> Yeah. See, I'm in Philly right now and I definitely want to be where it's warm. <laughs> yes. So maybe I I'll went, come join you down there. <laughs> I, I have an open invitation to anybody that wants to come down here because this is a place where transformation happens. I'm hoping to be able to have a retreat here maybe in November because this is the place where I feel like I have had the biggest transformation, maybe because of the sun and the beach, but I want to be able to offer that for everybody as well. So you're welcome to come down. Hell yeah. Sign me up for that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an amazing experience just to be able to move like that. I was just like, why not? The stars are aligned. We have a pandemic. I'm out. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That, that's the one thing I really miss is just traveling. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. I do miss that travel, but it, it'll come around again. Um, you know, maybe different. I mean, traveling right now, it's been a little bit easier when you have to travel. So that's, that's been nice. Um, yeah. But quarantine for two weeks after that can be a bit tough for some people, but I'm very introverted. So mm. <laughs> living this life online has been amazing for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and even living down here uh, solo, people are like, well, aren't you lonely? I was like, 
I am my own best company. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And that's like the the great thing about doing projects that are like internet based because you can reach people who might not have access to things in their direct community. And like, even with events, like I was saying, like it was so hard to, cause I was living in New York before I moved to Philly and throwing events in New York. There's just so many events happening. There's a queer night every night. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, Oh, it's so hard to get people to come to events. But then when you're doing virtual events, it's people from all over can attend. So yes. Yeah. And I've been able to to meet so many people around the world. Just last week, I met somebody from India who is creating shoes for the trans community. Oh, like, wow. Just meeting all these amazing people and people feel like they're isolated, but there's also this way of being able to reach so many different people around the world too. Mm. So it's kind of like, um, you know, the polar opposites that we need in life, you know, the good with the bad and try to figure out somewhere in between. Yeah, definitely. So you said that you have a new job. What is this new job that you're doing? Yeah, so I just joined the Association of Independence and Radio. Um, It's called AIR for short. And they're a nonprofit, and they just do a lot of support for um, independent audio producers, journalists, podcasters. Um, And so I joined them uh, last month as their communications coordinator. So I'm really excited because I feel like this job just aligns with so many things that I've been doing in my own career and with the projects that I've been doing. So, you know, it's it's a great way for me to, to help podcasters even more um, now that I have like this whole organization that um, I can use as support to help other people. Now, how do you feel about radio? Is radio something that's slowly slipping into CD and cassette world? Is it going to be around much longer? Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of radio stations are adapting to making more like podcast format uh, type Mm -hmm. of content, but I think there's still value in radio because, you know, if the internet goes away, um, we'll still have radio waves to connect to. That's true. (laughs) I, I think about this sometimes, even in the beginning of COVID, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to be like flocking to the internet. Can the internet handle it? And everyone had like, that same fear. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when is it going to crash? And it, every time I know I'm like yesterday, I think Slack was down for a while. Yes, then, I heard. <laughs> I'm like, is this the end? But I don't know everyone is reassuring me that like the internet has the capacity to handle it all. So hopefully they're right. But in the event that, you know, it does go away and we're left, like I have a hand crank solar power radio just to prepare if case anything happens. And um, I'm really interested, even though it's like way above my head, but like pirate radio stations and stuff like that, because I think if something really big did happen like that. Like how will we connect with each other? Like if, if, our, if there was like this big virus that everybody had. <laughs> yeah. And we all well, turned into kind of like zombies. <laughs> if we don't have cell phone reception, how are we going to communicate with each other? So I do think about that a lot. And I do think that, you know, radio has been one of the things that's been around the longest. So I, yeah, I don't think it'll, it'll be obsolete. Um, I think there's still power in it. And, you know, the way that it's just adapted over the years, too. It's been very adaptable. So, yeah, I love how the radio has moved over to like a podcast type of situation. And 
it makes my heart feel good because I do worry about like those shows. Like, I don't know if everybody remembers Delilah. She used to like have this show and she always had like some sappy letter and some sappy song that went with it. And everybody just loved it. And it's like stuff like that, that kind of like bring people together. And Mm -hmm. it'd be a shame if that all went away, but at least we have that podcasting platform too. Yeah. And the cool thing is like, because a lot of radio shows are like syndicated on like the same networks. Mm -hmm. So if you had a podcast and you were able to get on one of those networks, then you're reaching a whole other audience that you would never have access to. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's awesome. So radio has adapted with the times, unlike Mm -hmm. a lot of the other things that we've come up with for entertainment and communications and stuff like that. Yeah. So so it'll be really interesting to even see where radio and podcasting are in five years. So I'm I'm excited about, about being there to see that. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully I'll be there. (laughs) I hope that I'm there too. I'll probably be on my 10th podcast by then. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I have shiny object syndrome, but that's all right. (laughs) That's what makes me a little nutty and creative at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. So where can people find more information about you and what you're doing? Um, So if you're interested in Homoground, it's homoground.com. As for me, I also am a certified life coach. So I do help people with their creative projects and just kind of helping them set goals and hold them accountable. Um, And that's also kind of one of the reasons why I started Focus Time too, uh, to help me practice my coaching skills. Um, So my website is lynncasper.com and I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Lynn Casper. And so is Homoground. And I always tell everybody they need a therapist and a coach at least one time in their life. We can't go through life wallowing on our own. We need somebody there who's can hold us accountable. I and definitely agree with that. <laughs> yes. Yes. So thank you for all that you do and offering all these services and they can find more about your co-working space, which I encourage everybody to go to because I think it's just amazing. So thank you so much, Casper, for joining me and I'm sure I'll see you around. Yeah. Thank you so much too, Melissa. So if you're looking to get into one of those virtual co-working spaces, make sure you head to our show notes and find the link to get to those. Also, you can find Casper's podcast there. And I hope all of you are staying healthy. And if you want to connect with me, you can go over to my website and sign up for a free consultation session. So until next time, keep being amazing and keep loving each other. Bye-bye.